And there is your game winner. Came from uh, Monday late afternoon as Ottawa's professional women's team. Shorthander late in the second, 12 seconds to go. Those are always the killers. If you end up losing the game, those late period goals, but especially when they're shorthanded goals. Gave Ottawa a 3-2 lead in what eventually would be a 4-2 victory and a much-needed win after a lot of one-goal losses. Uh, Ottawa got a win, and uh, they're right back at it tonight in the same place. Beat Boston Monday, still in Boston, and setting up for a game tonight. And that's where we're going right now in the Gabriel Pizza Hotline to talk to official friend of the show, because I think this is the fourth <laughs> time she's been on with us, uh, head coach uh, Carla McLeod. How you doing this morning, Carla? Well, now that I have official friend status, I'm, I'm great. Thank okay. you. Uh, awesome. And listen, we always ask the most pressing questions first. <laughs> I know after the win on uh, on Monday... Your uh, question to the assembled members of the media was, where can I get some good clam chowder? So, were you able to find clam chowder, and if so, how was it? Yeah, we were, we were fortunate to have a day off here uh, with the two games playing Boston. So, yeah, we were able to head downtown yesterday, and we did as a staff when I we went to the Oyster House there. It was, it was great. Uh, great chowder, great food, delicious seafood. So, it was a nice day, uh, nice day off for everyone to, to kind of recharge and, and get back at it today. Anybody do bread bowl with the chowder? I was in Boston with my family in August. We we went to the market. We did bread bowl with the chowder. Uh, it was a misstep <laughs> on our part. No one's that's out there. No, that's next time. <laughs> well, exactly. That's why you're going back down there later in the season. Yeah, yeah all sounds exactly. good. Well, listen, um, congratulations uh, on the win, a much-needed win. Here's my first question. Did you ever get an explanation from the referee uh, or someone from the league on how that first Boston goal was actually allowed to stand? Yeah, we did. I got it uh, initially from the ref there, and then afterwards, after the game, uh, had it sort of clarified even further. And, you know, like, again, I've never seen anything like it, and I mentioned that to the ref. I said, I, I've been in the game a long time, I haven't seen anything like it, but, you know, we were we were informed of the rule, of, and essentially it's, you know, if, if the net is displaced because of a, a play by the defender, uh, if there's an imminent scoring chance and the puck crosses where the net would be, it is a, it is a goal, and that that's written in the rule book. So, you know, I think there's always room for interpretation at the end of our day. The game's always great, um, but the ref felt and, and the officials felt that that's exactly what transpired. And, and for me, I, I trust that they know the rule book uh, inside and out, and I, I believe they did in that moment. I've never seen it before. I, I'd prefer not to see it again. Uh, maybe it was going the other way, but uh, but I do think they, they made their judgment call, it, and that was the, the call that stood. And, you know, maybe the most important piece on that is, you know, we, we didn't, become deterred from our plan and our, our game and, and just kind of kept chugging along. So there's been sort of those wonky plays throughout our season so far. Um, and so, but we're learning to manage them better and just to keep forging ahead. And, and that's what I was most proud of in that situation. I, I, I have to give you full marks. So I'm watching the game on TV and they, uh, they're kind of showing you as you're, you're standing at the, and you know, when the coach comes over the bench and stands at the boards, I want an explanation now, please. And you were very, calm was there part of you that is like wanting to do the ranting and raving and the arms going or is that not your in your demeanor at all well I just haven't seen the that produce the the proper end result either and so I always think you know at the end of the day you you have to you have to ask questions in those moments you got to push for what you believe to be right for your group and that's what uh, certainly we're trying to do on our bench but in the same breath you know there's a lot of game left to play and and I you know I know for myself personally if somebody's yelling and screaming at me I don't think I respond overly well uh to them down the way so you know i think in our game it's humans doing their job and and we're all gonna you know have a an assessment of what occurred and you know i think it's always better to have the conversation uh to be better informed 
than it is to be yelling and screaming. But, you know, certainly we're trying to push back on the opportunities where, where we believe uh, maybe something was a misstep. But like I said, they, they clarified it for us and we just moved on. Yeah, uh, good for you because uh, you know a lot of us would have been a little more animated. But to your point that you just made, uh, Carla, that you're thinking about there's a lot of game left. And if I start losing my mind over this, and that's the wrong message to send to my team with so much game left. Well, exactly, and, and you know it's it's not lost on us as coaches that the, the second that we we start going down that path, you know, what's stopping your players from doing the same thing? And and that's not the nature of our group. We aren't designed that way. We're we're a hardworking crew that, you know, believes in what we're doing. And, you know, at the end of the day, we just say, okay, well, we dig out of this one, you know, and, and we did. And, uh, you know, I think we're better for that now than had anything gone the other way. Speaking with Carla McLeod, head coach of Ottawa's PWHL team, they've got a game down in Boston again tonight, a game, by the way, that you can watch on TSN. It faces off at uh, 7 o'clock. So just as an overall, you've had, a you know, your your overall record, if we just say overtime losses are losses and overtime well, is 3-7. and seven. But your seven losses have all been by one goal, and four of them have come in overtime. How much of a relief was it to finally get a victory on Monday? Yeah, we needed that that victory yesterday for sure. Uh, not lost on us, sort of, uh, you know, the numbers side of it and, and the standing side of it. But also trying to keep everything into perspective, I think, is really important. This, this league's intense. None of us have lived it before. It feels like every game is a must-win. But, you know, when you, when you can pause and realize it's one-third of the season. You know, there's still two thirds to be had, and you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of positive in our game. There's a lot of momentum uh, on things we've been working on, and um, you know, we feel outside of really one of those games that you know we we, we potentially outplayed our opponent and just didn't outscore. So you know, obviously we're, we're putting emphasis now on the scoring side of it and trying to figure out little ways to to bolster that, uh, but to continue to play the strong defending game that we've been playing all season. So, you know, the results are the results, and, and we are in an industry that's based on results. So it's not lost on us, but, you know, we have to keep keep in mind the process and, and making sure that we're building and getting better uh, throughout this season. Um, so, you know, I think it's a long season. Uh, there's a lot of hockey left to play that way as well, and just trying to keep us uh, together. And, and when you face this sort of level of adversity, it allows you an opportunity to have some different conversations and, and try to learn more about our group and, you know, I think we've tried to take advantage of, of this situation from that, that perspective. The margins are so slim, as JR just outlined, you know, with, with the one-goal games here, and it's this, this is a tough question to answer, but is there one thing, is there a couple of things that, you know, you're, you're, you're preaching to your group to, like, we're right there, the record could be a lot better than it is, we're in all these games, maybe could have won some of these games, multiple with one-goal margins, are there a couple of things within the game that you preach to your team that might push you over the top in these games? Yeah, like, you know, the game is the game. And, you know, so one of the main things you try to score a goal, like you do, you need net front presence, you need traffic, uh, you need to be able to put in rebounds and, and have that confidence uh, around the net. And, you know, that's coupled with having a shooting mentality. Like, you know, when you're in those in those sort of moments that you're not getting the result you want, you know, you have to simplify so just it was the combination we felt of just you know upping our, our shooting mentality and not looking for anything prettier if we're in, in between the dots in the ozone, and uh, and then obviously having somebody goalies in this league are so so elite uh, that if they're seeing pucks they're making those saves. So trying to to take take their uh, sight line away is is an important piece too, and you know and just finding our confidence within that. But you know I thought in yesterday's game you know we, we continued to sort of push in those two areas and. And, and thought maybe it, it served us well. So, you know, we'll continue on, on that path, and, but not losing sight of, you know, how hard can we defend and, and how physical can we be to play against. And, 
you know, for us, that's that's where we see our group being uh, one of the be- better in the leagues that we can sustain that that level of play. And yeah, you're just trying to infuse confidence throughout the way and, and recognize that you know our 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 level, our grounding is a little bit un- uneven, but we're going to be just fine. It's interesting if if you kind of sort of parse out the numbers, which I'm sure in in your downtime you do a little bit. I mean, in terms of goals per game, you guys are tied for first in the NHL. Your power play has been awesome pretty much the entire year it's 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 number one now the pk uh does need some work but from you know you're talking specifically from an offensive you know an an offensive mentality let's score more goals you know the results right now would suggest you're right there with the best teams in the league yeah and i think the teams are so even that you know it's it's on any given day and to your point you know analytically it's like oh gosh lots of things are going really well so that's where you have to sort of you know find your confidence to realize that you know if you continue to play this way and we continue to, to generate the way we're generating, uh, the expected goals will, will turn into to real goals uh, throughout. So, you know, it's this game always challenges you. Nothing's ever smooth. Uh, and if you want a smooth world, don't don't join hockey at a high level. Um, you know, you have to be willing to, to embrace these opportunities and recognize that it's, it's part of the sport. And um, like I said, you know, we haven't lost sight of how we're playing and what we're doing and just trying to bolster a couple little pieces to help us out. Talking to Carlin McLeod, head coach of Ottawa's PWHL team. So, um, you know, this league is in its infancy. It's in its first year, and everything is unfolding for all of us and, and all of you directly involved in the league, um, you know, um, as it does organically. We saw our first trade in the league a couple of weeks ago between Minnesota and Boston. Have you talked at all with Mike Hirschfeld, your general manager? Or are you guys actively talking to other teams uh, potentially about, um, you know, adding a piece, uh, moving a piece? Is, is that an option for you guys? You know, it's interesting when the when that trade occurred in our league. You know, we didn't realize. You know, sort of that that reality moment. Like, oh, right, this this can happen. And I think it was for all of us. Um, it's not normal in in the women's game. Uh, you play on your national team. You play on your national team. You go to college. You play on your college team. So, you know, I think it is sort of a a moment of oh, right, this is this is what we've signed up for. Um, you know, from from our end, you know, Mike and and our staff, we're, we're constantly you know trying to make sure that our group's in the right spot that they need to be in. We've got the right people. Uh, helping us build this this entity that is Ottawa PWHL. So, you know, there's always there's always talks in, in essence about just how are we doing, where are we at, um, and and we just take it from there. You you mentioned how the, the goaltending in this league in general is is that by and part you're finding the most e- elite position, you know, across the league. Because I just kind of doing the quick math of all the league games here, I think there's only like seven games in the entire league where there's been more than five goals scored. Uh, in, in a game and does that just speak to the level of goaltending in the league in general i think it does i think it does every every franchise has uh has incredible goaltending uh you know these women have proved themselves on multiple stages now including this one and uh you know they're making all all the teams all the offensive skaters you know, earn it and uh so it, it makes for for really great hockey because really everyone has a chance every night uh from the goalie on out so yeah, I think when you come watch a PWHL game, if you enjoy goaltending, you're, you're going to be given a treat to watch uh, that evening. Uh, speaking of your goaltender, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Emmons Emmerin Smashmeyer, who is one of those elite goalies you've talked about, I think has played every one of your games so far. Um, what are your plans? I mean, you've got you got two other goalies, including one that's uh, that stresses your backup uh, as, as far as kind of getting another goalie into a game. Yeah, and you know we we had a back to back there at the end of January where we we started uh, Sandy Abstrider. Okay, all right. So there was one. She went down. Yeah, she went down with an injury uh, near the end of the first. 
So, you know, I think for us, it's just, you know, trying to, to just do right by the group to give us the best opportunity uh, to find success in the games. And, you know, right now, to your point, uh, Emirates Smashmeyer's an elite level goalie and, and really uh, a rock for our group. And you saw it in yesterday's game and you see it every time she suits up uh, for us. So, you know, I think for us, it's, it's always a topic of conversation, trying to do right by, uh, you know, the group, what we need in this situation and, and giving us the best opportunity. So, you know, what we're grateful for is all three of our goalies are, are making us better in practice every day. They, they're committed to, you know, working incredibly hard and, and making it hard on us to score goals in practice so we get into a game where we're used to that feeling. And, you know, it's a, it's a great little like great little trio back there that uh, are certainly making us better every day. It's always a game of adjustments, like in-game. What about back-to-back against the same opponent here, the adjustments that you're thinking about and you know that they're thinking about it on the other side? Yeah, and that's what's making this this league so fun. Everyone's well coached, and uh, every team's so skilled that you know they're going to come back with something a little bit uh, a little bit different. You know, I think for us, it's just making sure we, we move pucks a little bit harder, we move our feet a little bit more, uh, particularly on the breakout and uh, and regroup opportunities. We liked our play in the O zone. Uh, you know, maybe maybe just making sure that we're we're continuing that. But um, you know, there there was a lot of positive. You know, we still think we can block a couple more shots from the point to, to not give those opportunities a, a look that you know, teams have had in the, the past handful of games. So there's going to be elements that we're going to certainly try to infuse for this game. Um, and, and as always, I've said it a hundred times uh, on this show, we're just trying to get better. So so still moving the needle, but uh, but trying to leverage off some of the things we thought we did well on Monday. I, I watched uh, Daryl Watts light up my kids' teams enough over the years to know <laughs> how gifted a player that she is. And you've moved some pieces around and moved her onto, I don't know if you want to call it your top line, uh, anybody that plays with Brianne Jenner probably would consider to, but that appeared to be a, a duo that really worked for you in that game uh, on, on Monday. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, that was a, that was a fun line to, to watch play. I thought, you know, they, they moved the puck really well, made some really nice hockey plays and just seemed to have a, a, some natural chemistry, but you know, it wasn't just that line where, you know, as we're learning our group too, we've been able to sort of maybe realign our lines to, to better suit styles of play and, and natural um, chemistry potentially. So, you know, obviously for, from them, they had a great game and, and hopefully we'll continue to build that. You know, you look at the uh, Hughes line with, with Skimura and Clark, you know, that's a big heavy line and, and they were able to, to really wear teams down uh, in both games that they played and obviously were rewarded yesterday. But I, I'm really liking our depth, too. Um, there's a, a piece to our depth right now that, that looks more natural than maybe we had earlier on in the season uh, with Snodgrass Group and, and Della Rovere. So, you know, like it's just, again, trying to, to figure out when and how and, and who uh, is, is the challenge here in the first year. But uh, really like the response when we, when we realigned our lines. That's why uh, coaches doodle on napkins while eating clam chowder. It's all about those line <laughs> combos, right? right? <laughs> you're not wrong. All right, good not stuff. Wrong. Best of luck tonight uh, in Boston. Hope you can make it to two in a row. Uh, you're in Montreal on Saturday, and the next home game comes up uh, a week from tonight versus uh, New York. Thanks for the time this morning. My pleasure. Thanks, you guys. All right, there's Carla McLeod uh, joining us on the Gabriel Pizza Hotline. Gabriel Pizza, the official pizza of the Ottawa Senators. Now, you've, you've discussed this with me quite a bit with, with Daryl Watts, and, and you have some coarse knowledge there, you know, <laughs> yeah. from your kids. Yeah. Uh, and you've made, like, all the way through. Like, she just, oh, whenever yeah. you're watching, yeah. she just jumped off the ice. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the way through. She would be one of... And there were some, we played tournaments down in the States, some girls from Minnesota over the years that were really, really, and, and some from Boston. But in terms of Ontario kids, when you get yeah. to tournaments and league play or whatever, yeah, she was, I think she's a year younger than my daughter, but always kind of, they always go in two-year windows in, yeah. in girls hockey. 
So, yeah, like every, yeah, just write her down there. She's good for a couple of goals. That player's always <laughs> popped. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, she, yeah. I think she only has a goal and an assist. But it feels like she should have ten goals. Like well, she's got so many chances. I've I've been I've just been unfortunately just been to the one home game so far, and like right just sitting there watching. You're right. You take, you should have more points every time she's on the ice. Very noticeable in yeah. a positive way. Just you can see the skating and the skill level is above most. All right. So again, you can watch that game uh, tonight. Ottawa Boston on TSN faces off at seven. We'll take a break when we come back. More on the Sens. We got sixty sevens tickets to give away. More on the new uh, lacrosse team announcement coming later this morning. Right here on Sports Radio, TSN 1200. All right, thanks for the multitude of texts at 12-1200 on the exact locale of Green Bank at Foxfield. No, no, not as Amher, because that's your neck of the woods, as anywhere close to Stonebridge. It's old Barhaven. Or anywhere close to Beverly Hills. (laughs) Whoa. It's old Barhaven. That's a random assault on your... Home suburb. I, I, I try not to travel. All due know, respect to Bank. all the people who live in the area of Green Bank and Foxfield, apparently you're down market. They, they'd agree. It's old Barhaven. They'd it's agree. Not Beverly Hills. They I would agree. I actually once dated a girl who lived on Barhaven Crescent, which I'm guessing was the, the original Crescent in Barhaven. That's the OG? Yeah, I that's guess. The OG that's Crescent. a pretty good guess, right? <laughs> And that was the last time you've ever been in Barhaven. And we broke up a long time ago. Well, yeah. So, uh, no, I go to Barhaven for gas. I told you that. Yeah, that's the outskirts. You know. Yeah, I don't often venture closer. No, I don't need right. to. So I'm not going to include that. You're not really getting into the heart. You're not getting into the Rio Can Mall. <laughs> that's the heart of Barhaven. Rio Can Mall. <laughs> and, and you're and you're walking. Around I can hear the heartbeat right now. Just listen. With the rest of the teenagers <laughs> on a Friday night, just trying to find something to do. Mm. Aren't they looking for a woods to have a bonfire in? Yeah. No, there's lots of those still. All right. That was Max Milk when I grew up in my town. <laughs> You'd burn a Max Milk? No, no. <laughs> Friday nights, you just hang out outside Max Milk. <laughs> hey, let's get together for some arson. Won't that be fun? Let's burn down the Max Milk in Carlton Place. Uh, okay, four-pack of tickets to see 67s versus the Erie Otters at the Arena at TD Place March the 3rd. So that's not this weekend. That's the following weekend. Uh, tickets for all 67's games available through Ticketmaster.ca. You're going to text us the correct answer to this question, and the first correct text wins the tickets. Hammer, you'll be the arbiter of this. Okay. Because they do come in chronologically. I'm on it right now. Okay. Erie. Erie is in the state of Pennsylvania. It is not the capital, nor is Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. What is the capital of the state of Pennsylvania? Yes, a, ge- a geography question. First correct answer at 12-1200 on the Gabriel Pizza text line. Please include your first and last name. Wins a four-pack of tickets to see 67s and Erie at the Arena TD Place on March the 3rd. Did you have to look this up? No, I remembered. I used to know the state capitals of all 50 states. I don't know why. We're well aware of your reach for the top fame. Thank you. From your youth. (laughs) And Jonathan Rodenberg? Yes. Buzzing in. Never been a Jonathan. No, not there. Uh, Dregs went John on you. Yeah, you notice that? Hey? Yeah, you Hammer just, and I both looked at you, John. Uh, hey. I, I have well, to take John. back on that one. By the way, uh, so so uh, Dregs, after he does a hit with us on Wednesdays, uh, goes immediately on 690 in Montreal. Apparently his phone was dropping out there as well. So according to someone <laughs> who was listening to that. So, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Carlingwood Dan on text writes, great interview, guys, on Carla McLeod. She sounds so strategic and positive. Maybe the Sens have found their eventual new coach. That's from Carlingwood Dan. She is, well, all the times we've talked to her, and I think the very first time when she visited in studio, I knew you were away on holidays, just uh, on their uh, 
uh, for their opening game. She is, she's, we'll just say this, she's not your prototypical hockey coach. Like, it is the power of positive thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a, and if I can be kind of a little bit, because I got kids that played girls hockey. Like, team is so important. I know it's important in guys hockey, and it's preached by coaches, but it is from minor hockey on up. It still is, at the end of the day, very much an individualistic thing as well, right? And I'm not saying, at you know, there aren't, you know, it's just, Girls and and I would think even to the professional level are still it's the the team atmosphere and the team dynamic is so important to them and I think coaches re- recognize that and anything they can do to foster team becomes one of the real kind of go tos as far as how to have a successful team. No, she, that's my sir, observation no, for many years of yep, girls you, and girls I will hockey. defer to you. You <laughs> have tons of experience uh, in in this area, and Carla McLeod certainly comes across as, you know, team oriented. And yeah, the power of positive thinking. Like the, the example is like that was that was a horse bleep call oh, with that goal. Yeah, right. And you would think you would absolutely and be within your rights to go full red face. On lose the bench. It. I lose it. Go all gym playfair. Yeah. Like, yeah, rip the shirt, right? The coat comes off, break a couple of sticks. Robbie Fatorik throws the bench on the ice, yeah. you know, do something. And Carl McLeod stayed measured because it was all about keeping the tone for the team. And yeah. all right, okay. Uh, I really disagree with your point you're making here, ref. <laughs> but I guess we'll move on with the game. Right. And her team picked up on that and, yep. and eventually uh, got the win. So they're back in Boston tonight. Again, you can watch that game on TSN at 7. As far as the Sens are concerned, this is the way it ended in Florida last night. Forced wide by Pinto. Turns back, leaves it there. Montour in front of the net. Scores! Montour was the decoy, and on the backside, Lundell got Corpusalo pulling off the post and beat him short side from nearly the goal line. All right, there is Dean Brown with a call here on TSN 1200 of Anton Lundell's game winner and spoiling what had been a, you know, a pretty good night for Corpusello. There haven't been a yep. ton of them this year. His play has certainly been under the microscope from uh, a lot of fans as far as one of the reasons the Sens have not had a successful year. And I mean, it's it's the honest answer, but he had a pretty good night last night. Uh, overall, uh, unfortunately, it was a bit of a stinker way to end it. Not a great goal, short side. Um, which leads to further goaltending discussion, which leads us to our TSN 1200 tool and equipment store web poll question for you today. We're asking it a spitball, look into your crystal ball uh, and uh, clean it all off after you've spit on it and tell us what you see. <laughs> Who will be with the Sens longer? Jonas Corposello or Anton Forsberg? Let's give you the contract update. Jonas Corposello, after this season, will have four more years left with the Ottawa Senators. Anton Forsberg will have one more year left with the Ottawa Senators. So contractually, the answer would be obvious. But I think this is a much bigger um, discussion than just what's left on their contract. Who will be with the Sens longer? Jonas Corposello or Anton Forsberg? Steve Lloyd, Ottawa, Canada. I'm just going to go to the default position of Corpusalo just because. And I know so, oh, buy You want to do that? You want to be on the hook for a cap hit for eight years on a goalie and you buy him out? I, I can't see that. I can't. Um, and with Forsberg, he's only got a year left and doesn't make as much. So 
he would be the easier person to move on from, even if it came down to a buyout, for that matter. If you wanted to just, we can't come back with the same two guys. we got to figure this out, at least change the mix in some way. So that's why I'll say corporate Sala will be here longer. Is there, a, before you answer, Hammer, and we can put this down in our tickle trunk of future poll questions, nice. maybe when we're desperate. Is there a scenario, you a realistic scenario, where you would see that neither of these guys is with the Ottawa Senators next season? The old, well, yeah, go ahead, Hammer. I don't know. No, you've got more insight than I do, Steve. I don't think so. I think you got to keep one. The only scenario I could see realistic is, scenario. Well, that's the thing, right? No, I'm. This is a stretch, but the the only thing that's plausible is that Corpusalo is traded in another move, which which got a lot of moving parts, where you're taking on something back. A goalie, you mean? A goal, like if like, you're if a Gibson, right, mm-hmm. with Anaheim, if. That's the and then you moved on from Forsberg as well in the summer. Maybe it was a buyout, or maybe it's another small whatever. But it would have to be a trade that's like, well, okay, they traded Corpusalo. That's the only way I could see it. If they're both not back, it starts with you find a way and you make that trade, and then it's like, okay, now that's plausible that you could come back with two different guys. Uh all right. You've got the Corpus because I think it was one of the more you can do the buyout calculator on all these cap-friendly type yep. websites, yep. you've got the one on Corpusalo. So again, it's he's got four years left, which means if you bought him out, it would be eight years of a buyout, but it's not all the same number. And in fact, this is what, you know, makes it a little bit interesting is that the first couple of years is pretty cheap. After You pay, and you pay for a long time, but yep. what are the numbers one year one through eight, starting next year would be year one? I'll just round it a bit and make it simple. 333. And then it's uh, eight hundred and thirty-three thousand. Then it's one point eight million. Then it's two point three million. And then for the last four years, it's one point three million. So, and I said this to you during a break. If you were desperate to move him, and it's like you had, if you're Steve Stales and, and your group, and say we 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 have to. It's it's not going to be pleasant, but we're gonna we're gonna have to we have to. Wouldn't you explore? All right. Put it out there. We'll eat half for four years at Tushmill for four rather than map that out for eight years and have that kind of a cap hit. But I it, would be inclined to the eat for four. Both are not appetizing. Don't get me wrong at all, mm-hmm. which is why I think the hope would be is you figure it out with them or he figures it out. That's that's the dream to be more consistent as a team gets better, right? You know, that's, that's hat in hand. All right. So it's, it's just, you know, and, and listen, I, I've got no interest in paying anybody for eight years, but if you look at the cap is supposed to start to go up next year, it will go up next year. It's supposed to go up maybe by the same amount, 4 million or so the following year, even if it just goes up incrementally from there, um, the, the first two years in particular, you know, as this team is being made over by new management, if you're only eating 333000 under this scenario, it's like you've essentially shed the contract in the first year, even the first two years. It gets a little bit pricey for years three and four, but again, by then, the cap is going to be 83. Three and four years from now, very realistic. The cap will be well into the 90s, probably, not, probably mid-90s by that stage. So you could absorb it. It wouldn't be the end of the world. It's not ideal under any circumstance, 
But if you wanted to start from scratch and you couldn't find a trade partner, it's plausible. Yeah, I guess anything is plausible, but that. And this this goes into a wider discussion. I think we've all, I have, and I'm sure you have, brought this up over the years. And I don't think the PA would ever like this because it just wouldn't be beneficial for the players in general. But what if you brought a wrinkle in to the league that you could trade dead money? Right? You could trade dead money. Right. You get to a point where you've got dead money from a buyout or a salary retention, and then you work with another team, and they get out. We kind of already see that. Like, there's strictly money trades that happen. It's like, just take them. Take them. (laughs) Future considerations. That's basically what we're talking about. But would the league and the PA ever get together and have the ability to trade dead money? I don't think Bettman wants to do that. I don't think so. I don't think the PA that, wants to do that. That kind of moves it back into, it moves it away from socialism and moves it back into teams <laughs> with the most money win. And they already have a bit of an advantage now mm-hmm. in terms of contract structure, buried money, all that other stuff. That moves that even further down the road. And if you were a fan of a small market team, that's probably something that you wouldn't be a fan of. If you're the New York Rangers, Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, Detroit Red Wings, Chicago Blackhawks of the world, you'd probably love it. How about this? What about the ability to send dead money down to the AHL and you get that tiny little cap savings by taking it off your NHL cap hit? Still kind of the same thing. It is kind of the same thing, but it's not as pronounced. Right. Hammer, who will be with the Sens longer, Corpusallo or Forsberg? Well, I started to take a look at some numbers because I thought there was some trend people talked about where Corpus Allo, it was good year, bad year, good year, bad year. Really, he had just a good run with the Kings, and then prior to that, it was 2019-2020 season. Since then, I mean, it's been save percentages below 900 and goals against averages above three. Forsberg has kind of been in and around there. But that salary is really hard, I think, to trade and get rid of in Corpus Allo. So I think he ends up sticking around the longest. And what happens is, as Matt Sogard kind of slides in for Forsberg when that uh, run is done. When they signed Corpusallo, I sort of, I, I, as I thought about it, it was kind of like, to that, to your point, it was like, okay, two more years of Sogard potentially in the minors, which he's, he's waiver eligible. It's, it all works out to be, for him to be in Belleville again next year, and they don't have to involve waivers. Continue development, goalies, goalies mature later, all that other stuff where you'd have, and then he ages out and performs well enough that he's ready for the NHL as Anton Forsberg's contract expires, and you've got two more years left to Corpus Allo. And then Corpus Allo, it's kind of a 50-50 thing or maybe even a 70-30, and then the following year it's 50-50, and then Corpus Allo's contract is over, and then it dovetails right into Sogard being ready with the number one job four years from now. In a perfect world, that's probably what Pierre Dorian thought when he signed with this deal, yeah, but so, it's blown so, up in their face. Sounds like you filled out all the paperwork, yeah. right? It's uh, it's good to go. Unfortunately, this is goaltending. <laughs> voodoo. It's freaking voodoo. Yeah. All right. Love your votes. TSN1200.ca. Who will be the who will be with the Sens longer, Corpusello or Forsberg? Uh, by the way, the results of the voting for, so far, 63% are on Forsberg. Interesting. 
I know the Purposado buyout calculator is getting a lot of run in Ottawa <laughs> oh, on uh, the Puckpedias and Cap Friendly. If people world. keep refreshing and hitting it like it's Tankathon, maybe it's different this time. Exactly. No, it's the same. Damn. Exactly. You're, you're One getting, more time. Ah, it's a number still the same. You're getting out from underneath some buyouts here. I don't know if you want to go and revisit that yeah, right away. That's what makes it troubling. Absolutely. Okay, so our trivia question. First correct answer to what is the capital of the state of Pennsylvania? It's not Erie. It is Harrisburg, and the first correct answer was from? From Brian Bouvet. Nice job, Brian. You scored yourself four-pack of tickets, C67s, and the Erie Otters at the Arena TD Place on March the 3rd. That's an afternoon game, 2 o'clock face-off tickets for all 67s games, including their two home games this weekend, or versus Oshawa and London, are available through Ticketmaster.ca. Okay, don't forget, uh, 11 o'clock this morning is going to be the announcement of the new pro lacrosse team for Ottawa. The Black Bears appears to be the team nickname. Team uh, relocating, member of the National Lacrosse League to begin play in December. All the details revealed uh, later today and all the reaction coming up on the drive this afternoon. I had no idea what quad ball was. Thank you to all the listeners that texted in. There's a quad ball team in Ottawa called the Black Bears. And I had to look that up, what quad ball was. It's a variation of dodgeball, basketball, and rugby. And there's, there's teams across North America. They sell tickets to this quad ball? I don't. I'm looking on the site. I, I don't know if this is full. I don't think it's fully pro. There's a there's a mention of grants for players. Did they trade? It. Did they trademark Ottawa Black Bears? I don't chance? know. <laughs> I don't know. But thank you, everybody. I learned something today. We quad did. ball. We did. All right. Uh, don't forget, Eric Macromel is back with Offside tonight at 6 o'clock here on TSN 1200. And uh, we are back uh, tomorrow morning. Be another Sens game day taking on the Dallas Stars. Look forward to that. Have a great day with Sports Radio, TSN 1200. Time has expired. There's the Hooter. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man.